Well, it's a miracle. <laughs> After 8, 10, and 11 years, we resurrected the Bible. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 588, Resurrecting the Bible. We just did a performance of the Bible, the complete word of God abridged at the University of Maine in Orono. And um, it was it was supposed to be <laughs> it was supposed to be the uh, the anchor of a huge Bible tour throughout the Northeast and maybe around the country. Oh, and we I did not know that. And we booked. Yeah, we booked the one date. And uh, because uh, Danny, I can't think of his last name, uh, b- booked us and. Um, uh, and everybody else, every other venue in the country went, yeah, the Bible makes us nervous. It's funny, when we premiered the show in 95 at the Kennedy Center, we got, I don't know, eight, eight or ten years of really solid touring of the show. Yeah. And since then, you know, I don't know, the country's been polarized, people are less tolerant, people are afraid, they're defending their territory. I don't know, there's nothing. But <clears throat> it's toured uh, the U.K., since then, a couple of times, and overseas. Um, Not without its kerfuffles. No. Um, and, and the thing is, so it's, it's just such an irreverence. It is a celebration. Yeah. You know? And uh, the presenter in Orono, Maine, got some pushback on social media. It, and, and it's just like, well, what we used to say is, well, you ever seen Bill Cosby's Noah routine? But now you can't say, it's, it's no more offensive than Bill Cosby. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, we did, the show was vetted by uh, ministers and clergymen and Jewish scholars. You know, there's nothing offensive about it. But it's just, and it makes me sad because doing the show again last night reminded me how yeah. fun and funny it is. And it just, people laugh throughout and it's so fun to do. Well, and your dad was, you would call him a born again Christian. Oh, right? he would call himself a born-again Christian. It was his favorite show. Yeah. Well, and we got a rave from Sister Marianne Walsh and the Arlington, the Arlington, Sister Marianne Walsh and the Arlington Catholic Herald gave it a rave. How profane or blasphemous could yeah. it possibly well, be? And my favorite. Really, really good spirited. Yeah. And people, I think, that come mm-hmm. down on it, I don't think they read it. They just they haven't they see seen the, it. They yeah, haven't they seen have, it. They, they hear the title of it. Oh, it's supposed to be a comedy show about the Bible. They're going to be mocking it. And as usual, we are mocking ourselves, yeah. and then the, yeah. the Bible is like <laughs> goofed on and goofed with, which is not the same. Yeah, no, right? it, we, it's mocking. No, we, when we set out, we said, let's not make fun of people's religion, <laughs> let's not make fun of people's faith, but let's have fun with the classic Bible stories. Yeah. So we do, we have fun with Adam and Eve, and Cain, and Abel, and Noah, and Moses. And the wise men. And, yeah. and resurrection, and, for God's sakes, what a maniacal chapter of the Bible. You yeah. gotta bring, <laughs> bring it in there and say what this is. Yeah, yeah. Is in that, I think in that chapter, not like dragons flying about. You're talking like, about revelation. Re- revelation, not resur- resurrection. Yeah, you but, guys wrote it. I'm just out there talking words. <laughs> no, but you said this. You said this last night. The resurrection of the story, the way we do it, is very. At least the part I I tell. I actually quote the Bible in the ninth hour. God, yeah. uh, Jesus, said, um, "Into thy hands I commend my spirit," and it's such a beautiful acknowledgement of the most significant aspect of Christianity. Well, and then I come out and make the point that all my born-again friends and family make is that, you know, Easter is not about 
bunnies and chocolate eggs. Right. That's a throwback to ancient pagan fertility rituals. That's a terrible way to celebrate Easter. And that's what that's that what that whole we make that point. Yeah. And and the brilliant part is you make that point dressed as a six foot tall pink Easter bunny. What's your point? <laughs> we have our cake and uh, and we um, and we crucify it too, I think is the point. Um, there are people who their religion is serious and they sort of cling to it with a desperation that is not confident, and I think they feel threatened by any sort of interpretation that isn't serious and isn't theirs. And I was making the point during the kerfuffles, which is that I'm not religious, but I'm a product of the Judeo-Christian culture. Uh, the, the Bible is as much my book as anybody else's. And so I like to celebrate it through laughter as opposed to Mel Gibson celebrating it through torture and torture porn. Joy. Joy. Yeah. Right? Is there joy in your beliefs? Yeah. There's certainly joy in the show, yeah. and it's a celebration of all of those stories. Now I want to get to when was the last time each of us did this show <laughs> before last night? Yeah, well, it, yeah, it was that was that part was not joyful for me. <laughs> 2010. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was a. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that's just long enough, eight years. And I think that was the last time Allie had done it as well. Uh, Allie Bostad, our office manager, wardrobe goddess. Um, the last time I did it, I think, the last time I performed it was in 2008, 10 years ago. Um, but, of course, I was there for the beginning of the Bible tour in 20-whatever that was, 12? That sounds about right. Uh, no, it was after sports, so it must have been 2013. Okay. 20, the Bible tour in 2013 where the, we had the kerfuffles in Northern Ireland, and for a br one brief shining moment we were an international Incident. Um, and where is the last time in 2008? Where did you perform it? Uh, the Landsborough Theater in uh, in uh, Washington D.C. when we were there 2008 with uh, with you, Dom. Mm -hmm. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I, well, so I, I win. I think the last time I did it was 2007. I think at the Marines Memorial Theater in San Francisco. Yeah, that's not great. So it had been 11 years since I'd done it. Um, right. Although I, I I do recall we had the Reston Extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, what four years ago? Yes. Uh, where we performed. Mm, seven of our then nine shows Correct. and uh, I remember being the director at the brush-up rehearsal so I didn't perform it I got a couple of days you know well, looking that, at it <clears throat> and that cast was Michael Faulkner Mick Orff and Brent Tubbs and I begged Michael Faulkner to do this performance in Bangor <laughs> I mean in Orono about six times I begged him <laughs> and he's got a very cool job that I'm not sure I'm allowed to tell you about but uh, a very cool job in LA that he couldn't get away from and uh, I'm so happy that he didn't because I had such a blast <laughs> It, I mean, it came back more quickly, easily than I thought. Wasn't that true for you, Don? Yes, and uh, yeah, with a minimum of watching the video at home, yeah. it came back to me. Yeah. And I mean, I, well, my character's fun because there's just like I just kind of step in there and say something stupid every now and again, <laughs> do some dancing and falling down, and then you know, yeah. then I'm taking a bow. I'm like, oh, that's over. Okay. Well, yeah. My one note for you the next time we do it in 11 years mm -hmm. is to just um, slow down on your introductions because I was backstage going, well, ah, this wig doesn't go on the way I'm supposed to. Well, ah, slow down, slow down. I'm out of practice. Yeah. I let's see. I at home before we got here, I read through it one day, then I watched the 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 uh, archival video mm -hmm. and I read through it another day and then I got out my accordion and played the in the beginning blues along with the archival video a few times and then we all got to town a day earlier than normal so we had we rehearsed the day before the show um, yeah, that was very civilized actually yeah, that, we, we, we're usually have, not that we're civilized that might have no. been pivotal because yeah, then yeah. we went out there with some kind of confidence about oh it's coming back yeah you know? 
Yeah. Well, and I'm glad we had that confidence because uh, uh, a punchline <laughs> is. Well, uh, one of the punchlines <laughs> is um, our 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 trunks uh, were shipped via FedEx. Um, we must say are normally very very good. Yes, but they lost one of our trunks. Yeah, they, they poached us this time. They poached us this time. Thankfully, they lost the one trunk that we could mostly get away with. It's the trunk that held the backdrop. So we did it. So we <laughs> so we did the show without it, the large backdrop that um, um, uh, approximates uh, Michelangelo's creation of man on the, on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. So we didn't have that. The, the one thing that we did miss from that is that that trunk also holds the the uh, Last Supper drop, which has um, holes cut in all the faces of all the of all the apostles, so we can run around, run around, uh, filling in all the holes. So, right. so I play Jesus in the scene, and Austin and Dom run around and play the twelve apostles, and I'm kind of punking them, going quickly, changing from one, <laughs> talking to one character to another. So, it, so, but fortunately, the way the the second act is kind of built, yeah. you can leave that <clears throat> scene out, and you don't. If you've never seen the show before, you don't you don't know it's missing. Right, you don't know it's missing. Although you might wonder, hey. They didn't do the Last Supper. Yeah. And then Allie, who our prop and costume goddess, right. um, she thing. had to, there was a few things also in that trunk. There was a sheet, a couple of sheets that were missing. There's the the axe, A-X-E, of the apostles was missing. And a couple of. She was of, a building machine. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was a building machine. But it, to lose that trunk, I guess we traveled probably with five trunks, accordion, music stand, and keyboard, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if we'd lost one of those prop trunks, oh, I mean, God. the Bible show was so prop heavy, she would have been running around trying to find like 50 really weird specific props yeah. in, in Maine. It would have been very difficult. Yeah, in Maine in March. And, and the other thing that uh, Allie did was that we have a dummy. Um, in, oh, right. Well, well, I guess I should say we had a fourth dummy right. <laughs> in the show that um, is used in the uh, uh, Jacob wrestling with the angel um, scene uh, where uh, Reed toss, tosses Dominic into the wings, runs off and throws a dummy back on and and steps stomps right on his gentiles <laughs> and then throws him and then throws him off throws him through one door and then the real dumb comes flying out the other door and it's a beautiful You're moment. You give away all the jokes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in 11 years people are going to be ruined <laughs> yeah. when they see it. Hey, I'm Eric Stone Street from ABC's Modern Family and you are listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company's podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Next week, we return to William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged, with performances in Hayes, Kansas, and Indianapolis, Indiana, followed by shows the following week in La Crosse and Madison, Wisconsin, and then we'll close Pittsburgh Public Theater season performing Long Lost Shakes for four and a half weeks from May 31st to July 1st, 2018, in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pop-Up Shakespeare is on sale worldwide. And as always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Dominic Conti and Reed Martin talking about our performance last Saturday night of The Bible, The Complete Word of God Abridged. Listeners of the last couple of podcasts will remember me urging you to get there because only God knew how it was going to go. Well, it turned out it went pretty well, and I'm not sure how many of you podcast listeners got there, but a fantastically large crowd did show up. We got off stage last night, and Dom, do you remember what you said when we got into the dressing room? No. It was, God, that would have been so great if I didn't have to carry you lumps. 
<laughs> Dom's back is really sore this morning. I don't remember saying that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember it that way. Well, and standing ovation. It wasn't without a few, you know, little hiccups, but it's, our shows are designed that those are fine, and they're much more noticeable to us than to the audience. Well, and the hiccups were just, um, um, it, it seemed to me, a lack of practice of the words coming out of our mouth at performance level, because we were saying all the right words. They just, yeah. sometimes we all kind of beep, 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 tri tripped and stumbled getting the words out of our faces. Yeah, but a big standing, oh, oh and man. the guy, you know, Danny was delighted and said, we'll see you soon again, I hope, yeah. and it's just, it reminded me how great this show is, and it just yeah. makes it, yeah, it saddens me that we are unable to perform it as much as we should. Well, and people, even in the during the kerfuffles of four or five years ago, they were saying, uh, well, this show's been banned all the time. It, it hasn't been banned. That was the first time it had been banned. No, it's never been banned. There, but 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 there, but it is a little self-selecting. I mean, I think there are venues who go, oh, I'm going to get emails. I'm going to get posts on Facebook. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but you're getting posts on Facebook from people who aren't going to come to see the show anyway. And are complaining about a show that they have not seen or read. They have no idea what yeah. the show's about. About, yeah. Other than the name, yeah, chances are they're only going to come to a very, very special, uh, a, a very specialized um, uh, entertainment that speaks to their values, and uh, our value is um, laughter and celebration and joy. You mentioned joy. Read the um, you know we talked in the in our Broadway podcast about how uh, I'm moved by joy. The the other thing is, although I'm not religious, I I like the communal act of coming to the theater. And either by being on stage or sitting in the audience, that act of being in a community of people watching a play, watching an entertainment, watching stories being told on stage by actors, I think that is a very almost religious um, act. I mean, I joke about it in um, the comedy show that the theater is my temple, but it's true. Yeah. Well, I... I I remember years ago the show was performed in Dublin, and, and some of our actors ran across people who were protesting outside the box office or something, and they and they had a conversation. So, well, what is it that you are objecting to in the show? And they said, "We haven't seen it." Yeah. And the actor said, "Well, let us if if you will allow us to get you tickets, yeah. I would love for you to see it, and then we could have this conversation." Yeah. Yeah. And these people went to see the show, and they saw the actors afterwards, and they said. We love the show. There's, yeah. I don't know what we were told, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, this show is a celebration. There's nothing wrong with the show. There's yeah. just a knee-jerk response to when people have a love for things. Like my roommate's super into mushrooms, and I suppose you know, like seriously, like he's a mushroom expert. You know, side note, and uh, and I think you know, like in the mushroom community, someone could get all up in arms because this particular type of mushroom isn't meant to be eaten, or like, or, or you know, fed to pigs, or whatever it is the mushroom people do. I don't know, but. <laughs> you know, but it's like when people get up in arms about their thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's just always going to be the case. Yeah. How dare if God you? God is your thing. Yeah. Then you're going to be up in arms if someone is mocking God. Yeah. 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 Which, even if they aren't. Yeah. Well, and. Yeah, even, even if they aren't actually doing it. Even, it's like the idea of comedy about it is just scary to people. And even if the God you believe in is so omnipotent, surely he can withstand a little mocking. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I don't. There's, there's no tracking the logic of it. Logic has no a part of it. Because. I, I, I was invited to have a conversation with um, 
um, um, in Northern Ireland uh, with some people who were protesting the show but had never seen it. And I said, I'm not interested in having a conversation with people who have never seen the show because I'm, I'm literally talking to ignorant people. They are ignorant of the show they're condemning. So if they want to come and see the show, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about it. And then we can agree or disagree. But, but talking with the ignorant is, and then they'll call me ignorant because I've never read the Bible. Well, I bet I've read the Bible more than you. <laughs> yeah, you've I read remember more of the Bible than they've seen of your show. Yeah, I remember when we toured Ireland. My wife Jane is from Sligo, Ireland, yeah. born and raised. Um, and she said when we were doing the Bible show, the reaction wasn't as good as some other places. And she <laughs> said, "Oh well, b- being raised." Catholic in Ireland in the 60s and 70s, you were not encouraged to read the Bible. Yeah, I mean, it's unlike Protestants in America, where read, memorize. No, that you, you'd hear it in church, but you weren't encouraged to go dig into it yourself. Oh well, yeah. Remember that what they tra- what they translated into the Bible in English, you know, 400 years ago, whatever it was, four or 500 years ago. That was a big thing. The church didn't want everybody reading the Bible because they wanted to interpret the Bible in their way and have control over the people who, mm-hmm. by saying, this is what the Bible says. Well, how do I know? I can't read. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. What's your point? That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your revelations via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and the RSC is now on Instagram too, at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks, as always, to biblical harlot Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. A random fan shout-out this week goes to Jen Myers. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Emmy winner Eric Stone Street from TV's Modern Family. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 588 1764ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Point is, trust me, is Latin for you. (laughs) (laughs) My point is, control is good. (laughs) Control all. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.